Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. It's time for the B A Q A A the B A Q A what you said the B A Q A mandate the B A Q A with Tiffany the B A Q A A So what is B A Q A for the people who've never been here before? Where you been? Welcome, friends. The BAQA is a very special bonus episode of BA that comes out on Fridays. And we answer your questions because we have a bajillion of them from y'all. You can ask us anything career, finance related, business related. Mm -hmm. Just remember that we are not your financial advisors, your investment advisors, anyone that you pay to actually give you advice, which means we're just making up things based on our own intelligence. So I like to say, get your salt shakers out and take it with a huge grain of salt, whatever we say. But there's no getting around it. We are some smart brown women, okay? So we love this segment. If y'all want to send us your questions, you can go to brownambitionpodcast.com and ask us anything, or you can slide into our DMs on IG. We are at Brown Ambition Podcast and send us a question there. Do you want to do the first question? I didn't take a breath. You read it. <sighs> that was a lot of talking. Okay. <laughs> this is from Ashley from IG. Hey, Mandy, I was one of your first Mandy moneymakers. We love a stand of Mandy. Thank you so much for all that you've done and taught me. My question today is how can I protect myself from identity theft? This morning, I woke up to new emails about small business, social security account update, and a purchase of two new iPhones. Please help. Ashley, do you have to pay for credit security? Oh, wow. Something's going on there. Like they're saying, yeah, your social security account has been updated. Purchase of two new iPhones. All my the first thing I do whenever I get those emails is check the email address that it came from. Mm -hmm. Because I just, for example, I just started to advertise on Facebook a week ago, and I got the most legitimate-looking email about my ads account being in um, violation of their rules, which is like one of the. It can happen all the time with your when you're doing ads. It's really easy to like upset the Facebook gods and you don't want to do that because then you waste money and time anyway and I was almost like I need to click this link and figure out what I've done but it just something about it like the formatting and so I checked the email address and it was like from an Outlook account you know Mm -hmm. so I think the first thing for to secure yourself is to be aware of what phishing attempts look like which Mm -hmm. seems so old school but they still happen you know so check that email address um, you can also hover over any hyperlinks and see where it's actually trying to direct you to. And if it's not to, you know, a legitimate website, then I would just say, excuse me, immediately kick it to spam or to junk. That's how I feel about email. But now it's like coming to your text. Do you get, do you get phishing text now? Girl, yes. Talking about this, the IRS. I'm like, girl, so you texting yes. now? 
(laughs) with your lack of funding (laughs) so no first and foremost that like whenever i get to mandy's point you know i check the email to see like who's the email address coming from um and then typically i'll call the company directly if that's available to me to call the company directly um but one thing i had to do so when my late husband was still here his i don't know why but they used to steal that man's that poor man's identity all the time like literally one time they bought a car and we only knew because they they were like based in, I don't know, like upstate New York or someplace far where they were getting tickets from Easy Pass. And so they, they were bought a car with Janelle's name, Jarrell's Jarell. name. Mm-hmm. With and his, then like got a loan or something? Something. And then they were getting, you know, they had an Easy Pass account they put what? in his name and was not paying the ticket. So we, we were getting easy pass tickets that's how we found out it was just a mess i would say at least three times when i was with him and he said it happened before like i'm like so i'm assuming that his probably information was on some crazy you know like what is like the the dark web you know mm-hmm. and so they're probably just swapping it out plus too Jarrell's an identical twin. His twin's name is Terrell. So you have Jarrell Smith, Terrell Smith, both born on the same day. And so oftentimes they would see each other's things on each other's credit um, reports because that happens too with juniors. Oftentimes that will happen, um, especially if you're in the same house. Your dad is a senior, you're a junior, but you're both named Robert Smith and you live at the same place. So sometimes you'll see your stuff on each other's um, credit report, but it happens with twins who have similar names too. Um, oh really? Mm-hmm. So what would they do then? Would they have to like dispute it or? Yeah, girl, they wasn't the credit doing that. They was like, whatever. Up. I was like, this is why your credit score looked the way. <laughs> oh, it's <laughs> it bad stuff too. <laughs> like whatever. So when I came along, I said, babe, we gotta do something about this because this is crazy. So we actually, yeah. and this is not sponsored or anything like that. They haven't given me any money, like as Budget Nista or, or Brown Ambition. We actually signed up for LifeLock, and it stopped it instantly. Um, Tell me about so, LifeLock or these, yeah, because I haven't, I have never invested in something like that. I can't remember how much LifeLock costs because now I just like have it automated. I think at the time it was like maybe like 10 bucks a month. Maybe it's a little bit more now, maybe 20 bucks or something, whatever it is. Yeah. So we got LifeLock, signed up for it. And um, the what, what I like about LifeLock is even for me, I remember once I went to go open up a bank account at like my regular bank, or whatever. And the bank was like, we're not able to. And I'm like, why? Um, and then I got a text from LifeLock saying, someone's trying to open up a bank account. If that's you, click yes. If that's you, click no. And I was like, oh, that's right. So I had okay. to approve. So I would get a text or emails. And typically it's a text, email, and phone call to say what any new card, any new um, bank account, any new debt that I'm trying to get into, LifeLock would hit me up and say, is this you? Which, you know, okay. like sometimes when you, if you forget like me, which I always forget, and I'm like, why can't you open it? I'm like, oh, that's right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's one thing, like life luck, but also too, you can go directly to like Experience, Equifax TransUnion, and you can actually freeze. I did this with uh, Jarrell after he passed away. My um, financial advisor, Anjali, said right away, Tiffany, because when people know that someone passed away, they know you're in mm-hmm. grief and they will sometimes attack that person's you know, financial like credit and background and just start using it up. So yeah. I went into each of those specific accounts and froze his credit. And you can freeze and unfreeze, uh, but I froze it obviously indefinitely. So no one can open up anything in his name and I just am not paying attention because it's not me. 
Right. And so that's, that's something so you smart. can do too. Mm-hmm. I did that. Now I'm remembering because I was telling Tiff, I'm like, I think I'm pretty delinquent with my identity. But I did do the credit freeze. This was, I mean, think the Equifax data breach back in like 2016 mm-hmm. really spooked me. But I mean, there's so many, it's just so many data breaches. They can't even keep, it's not even that big of a news anymore because it just happens all the time. But yeah, credit freezes. And I remember then I started shopping for a mortgage and I was annoyed by it. Cause I'm like, damn yes. it, I got to unfreeze and all that. Yes. So now that I'm not shopping for a mortgage, um, I did, you can thaw it and then it's just Freeze annoying because you have to like thaw it at the yes. bureaus where your loan, your lender is going to request a check, you know, but I think it's totally worth it because why wouldn't you want to have that extra layer of protection? You know, because so like even me, opening a cell phone, you can't do that if you have a credit freeze. Nothing. So a credit Which freeze like, to me is if you know you're not getting anything for a while and something like this has happened, you can freeze just to stop any activity. Let's just say your stuff is in a dark web. I'm freezing it for the next two months. No one is going to. And then after that, if you don't want the yeah. issue, like Mandy said, the thaw and freeze, thaw and freeze, you can get like a. A, um, a, a life lock or some similar type of company where before anything happens, you know, you get the text or the call, you just have to prove. And so those two things, honestly, since then, you know, Jarrell's identity stopped being stolen. And I, I never had my identity stolen, but I signed up because I was like, well, we're here now because you could do like a family plan. And so my identity yeah. has never been um, stolen, which is, you know, which there have been things on there. They're like, I don't recognize this and i realized like oh the company sometimes has a different working name than a doing business name and i'm like oh <laughs> that was mm-hmm. me <laughs> <laughs> oh god i've been there i'm like who i would never spend that much uh meanwhile it's like yeah the one of those 4 a.m uh, instagram scrolls they always get me with their kids shoes ads <laughs> oh man what else do um i was oh there's something else so oh um a friend of a friend recently lost $8,000 right before mm. Christmas, right before the holiday season through like a, it was a phone call text scam. And so it started with text messages from her bank. It was Citibank um, mm. texting her and it looked really legit. And then they, they escalated to calling her and were so convincing that she ended up giving her account information over the phone. And then they drained her, not her, and it was her her checking account, which is really painful, you know, because with your checking account, it's sometimes harder to get those funds yeah. back. And it was a Zelle, or sorry, she didn't give them her account information. She Zelled them. She Zelled them. And if you guys know anything about Zelle, one of the pieces of controversy is that, you know, you go through these steps when you when you send a transfer where they're like, be sure you know this person, because yeah. if you don't, we are not covering you because if it's you who hits the submit button and you know what you're doing, mm-hmm. like we are not liable, liable, <laughs> we're not liable for funds that you lose. So she was um, I think she's still fighting to maybe get that eight grand back. But mm-hmm. she's like a single mom. And, oh you know, goodness. it's a lot of money to lose. So if they're asking you for Zelle you deserve to be asking for every ounce of proof mm-hmm. and banks probably will not be doing that i would just say that first and foremost and then she ended up i think something struck her as odd and then she called city herself That's and they're like oh no oh no so if they're if they're saying that they're from city don't bother about inconveniencing them like don't worry about that you know hang up say cool you can call me yes. back if you really want this eight grand and call your own number directly yes. That's the key. I, one of the women that we know, I think her name is Shannon. 
she lost her house down payment because they have the scam where, you know, when you make the, the transfer, like the wire transfer when you're purchasing a home. Yeah. And so what they'll do is they'll you're, they'll send you a fake bank. Like, hey, I know we said this is the wire number. This is actually the updated wire number. She did not know because mm-hmm. it looked official. Because what they do is they like mimic what your bank sends and she sent it. And wires are notorious that once it's gone, it's gone. Yo, that had me so yeah. shook. Because, you know, I bought my house cash. $520,000. That can't go to the wrong Wired. person. So what I yeah. did was I moseyed my way on down to the bank and said, look mm-hmm. me in the eye, Suzanne. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when we yeah. did the wire on the phone. Like, So the key with that is always, 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 I didn't call the number that was on the paper when we were making the transfer. Because I think I had the money in like Ally or something like that and I was transferring it to like their bank was like Wells Fargo or whatever. That like I call, I go to the Ally website and call that number there. I never, the key, anybody, anytime somebody is telling you something financial, even if it seems up to, I don't, like I'm going to hang up and I'm just going to call back. Because I'd rather call back mm-hmm. the official number so I know for sure that like, oh, this is who I'm speaking to versus like, who is this? So that was key. I was, but I was still nervous because, you know, you just, you just feel like you never know. <laughs> you never know. Mm-hmm. So thankfully, you know, like it all worked out because that would have been like, you would have seen a weeping willow of a Tiffany. Like I lost a half million dollars. And when so. it's wired and it's gone, you know, it's in the Canaries or you know, some other country and you can't get that back, man. What else? Oh, two-factor authentication is huge for any accounts that you have because I feel like you break into my Gmail, you have my life, <laughs> you know everything mm-hmm. about me. So two-factor authentication, these these basic practices. But I'm, I, I'm glad at least that your like Spidey Sense has perked up enough to ask because that is wild. And credit monitoring, you can, I think she said, what did she ask? Is credit... I thought she asked something about a credit card. Maybe that's the next question. Anyway, with your credit card, it's smarter to just, you know, in general, buy big things with your credit card or, or use your credit card for most purchases if, you know, you can do that responsibly because you do have z- most credit cards offer $0 fraud liability. So if there is fraud and it's on your credit card, then they will cover it, you know, no questions asked. Whereas with your mm-hmm. debit card, um, some of them have limits on how much they'll cover or limits on you have to catch it and report it within a certain time frame, like 30 to 60 days. And if you don't, then there's less of a chance that they'll be able to recover the funds for you. So that's why there's like a bit of a case for using credit versus debit for any big, you know, purchases and things like that. Um, but yeah, stay, stay vigilant, y'all. Mm-hmm. Stay woke. Two-factor authenticate. Look up the email addresses. Call them directly. Mm-hmm. That's our last. That's a good summary. Summarize. Summaration. I can't talk. <laughs> Summation. Recap of our of our of our <laughs> advice. We're really really smart. Trust us. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Let's take a break. It's <laughs> like oh, I'm gonna get the next one, Mandy. Stop. Sit down. <laughs> we take a break, woosah, pay some bills, and we right back in black. Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers, they're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. 
Insure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. All right, BA fam, you know we work hard and we play hard, but when it comes to investing and having your money in the market, you want your money to be working for you. That's exactly what the Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app can help it do. Keeps your money out there working hard and kicking you-know-what I love Betterment because it makes it easy for even a beginning investor to figure out how to put their money in the market and set it and forget it and be at peace with that because you know Betterment has got you covered with their automated investment and savings app. Their technology is going to give you advanced tools that are built to help you maximize those returns. All you got to do is visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk. Performance not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. Hey, BA fam, our fellow entrepreneurs and creatives, this message is sponsored by Squarespace. It is the ultimate toolkit for crafting your online presence. With Squarespace, it's really about more than just building a website. It's about shaping your online identity and making your mark. So say goodbye to checkout headaches with Squarespace's flexible payment options. From credit cards to Apple Pay, they've got you covered. And if you live in an eligible country, they offer buy now, pay later options with afterpay and clear pay, which means that your customers have even more ways to purchase your products. So head over to squarespace.com and kickstart your journey with a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, don't forget to use our link squarespace.com slash brown ambition to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Just visit squarespace.com slash brown ambition to get your discount today. Remember your online success story begins with Squarespace. So what are you waiting for? Let's build something extraordinary together. Hey, 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 BA fam. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. That's incredible. This is according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 150 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Okay, it's smart. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition. Just go to Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition. Terms and conditions apply. You need to hire. You need Indeed. And we're back. Man, you got the next question? Yes. All right. This comes from listener Jalisa. Jalisa says, hey, Tiffany and Mandra. Hope it's okay to call you Mandra. Yes, of course. I love you both so much. My name is Jalisa, like Jalisa from a different world. Yes, girl. First, let me say I love, love, love the documentary. I'm sure she's talking about Tiffany's documentary. What was it called again? Um, Get Smart With Money. Get Smart With Money. And Ariana, who was Tiffany's mentee, Mm -hmm. is me. I need some advice from my financial girlfriends. Sorry, but it's going to be a long one. Jaleesa, we've seen longer, but 
it's okay. I'm a little over 10K in debt. It's a mix of credit and uh, credit card, IRS, and a personal loan. Before researching, I opened a BT, a BT credit card and was approved for $8,500, 0% interest for 18 months with a 3% balance transfer fee. I wasn't aware that you cannot transfer debt from one account to another within the same bank. Yes, that's important. Mm. I work a part-time job that gives me an extra $467 a month, and my full-time job gives me an extra $200 a month after bills have been paid. My question is, should I put everything except the one credit card on the B... Oh, I know what BT is. Balance transfer. I'm like, what bank is BT? <laughs> I'm caught up now. <laughs> Should I put everything except one credit card onto the balance transfer credit card and work on paying them both down or go back to the basics and use the debt snowball method? Thank you so much for all you do. Okay. So she has 10K in debt. Yeah. It's a mix of credit card, IRS, personal loan. She has gotten approved for up to $8,500 on the 0% balance transfer card. Mm -hmm. Okay. She's not going to be able to transfer all of that because some of it comes from the same bank. This is very important. Tell them about it, Tiff, the whole balance transfer thing. So balance transfers are when you have like, ideal, you have one card that the interest rate, you're paying interest on it. And the ideal situation is that you get another card that can cover what you on the first card, but they give you no interest payments for ideally more than a year. So her credit score must be pretty decent if they gave her 18 months because that's like one of the highest that you can get. And I think that's what I had gotten when I made my balance transfer, which is great. Which means let's just pretend like she was able, like, you know, the, the math is easy, where she owed 10,000 on this one card at a different bank and she has a balance transfer card of 8,500. She makes the transfer over to the 8,500. Some of it will still stay on the old card, the, you know, the 1,500 or whatever left. But now she can, every cent that she gives to the new card actually goes to the money owed. So that's the benefit. That's how I was able to get that, you know, remember my, um, my friend who's in jail now who you know i had the jake the thief um who um who oh he's in jail well he was in jail temporarily i don't know if he's still in jail let's hope okay um so he left me thirty five thousand dollars in credit card debt and how i was able to pay it off is i got um a couple of balance transfer cards and transferred the thirty five thousand to those cards so i can focus on just paying the principal not the principal and the fees and the interest you know, and it took yeah. me about three years to do so. So one, you're, you know, you're in pretty decent shape to start. But I, what the thing is, like, you have to be careful because like her, yes. you may not know, you can't transfer money from this, like you can't get a Chase balance transfer card mm -hmm. and transfer money from another Chase card. Yeah. Banks use this as a tool to get new business. Yes. They don't want your old business. They're like, girl, you old like, news, girl. We got you for 23.99 <laughs> APL already. We're not going to give you 0%. <laughs> no. <laughs> but Wells Fargo, but Bank of America, these other banks, they will offer. So you have to be careful to think ahead. Okay, you want to apply for a BT at... Um, a totally different issue or a totally different bank. Mm -hmm. Sorry to interrupt. No, no, no. So I just, so if it was me, because it was me, I would transfer, well, one, be careful with balance transfer cards too, because sometimes at the end of the 18 months, if you have not paid it off, it not mm -hmm. only jumps to whatever the new interest rate is, but all the interest might come due from the very beginning. So be careful, 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 Jaleesa. Like, what are the terms? Because mine was one of those. So I said, Tiffany, I don't care what you do, sis. You got to get this money off this card in the 18 months that they've given you, or you're not gonna owe, you're not gonna owe the 20% on like the balance that's left over. You're gonna owe the 20% on the original balance you transferred over, which is scary. Yeah. 
Um, so be careful of that too. Uh, but I would honestly transfer over all that I could um, and then pay my 0% interest. I would make that card the priority. I would still do the snowball method, but I would make that you know debt the priority to pay down and, and pay off as quickly as possible since all your money is going directly to what you owe. Um, but I would ask myself, only transfer over what I know I can pay off in 18 months. You know, like, so let's I just say, did the math because I, I was like, wondering. I was like, girl, I'm about to, go ahead, girl, do that math. <laughs> Mind if I do? Allow me. So 8,500 over 18 months, that's 472 a month. Mm-hmm. So you have almost exactly what you need from your part-time yeah. job to make that a priority and pay it down. Yeah. Um, but the key is if you let one month go by, then it's going to get more expensive yeah. and more expensive. And you and I have been there. I got a balance transfer credit card for more than that. And I was like, woohoo. I, I didn't think I didn't use the whole balance. But then it feels like a place you can put things because it's zero percent. And then mm-hmm. before you know it, you just rack up more and more. So it's a, and even for me, I know better. You know, it, it got a little got a little hairy. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to be super disciplined, like immediately set up that auto payment so that you're not winding up 18 months from now because it'll sneak up on you like mm-hmm. tiffany said with the balance because imagine if you even had like one dollar mm. and then they're like yeah we're going to take that 20 something percent of 8500 and add it on and we'll keep you forever and yes ever and ever. well what you could do is this is not the ideal you could do another balance transfer like a month before that like that's that would be the worst case mm-hmm. scenario if you still owe say like a thousand dollars and you just don't have it you could say hold up I'm going to do another balance transfer knowing that I'm not actually going to have it to get yourself out of that. But you don't want to be jumping like, you know, from balance transfer card to balance transfer card. But that is definitely like for those of you who are listening who are like, "Uh, I'm in that position where, Mm -hmm. you know, like I thought I was going to be a paid off. I'm not. Then, you know, look for your this is why keeping your credit score decent is so critical, because that's going to dictate how good of terms you're going to get with your balance transfer card. Yeah, 100 percent. Yeah, Anything else? I mean, she does say she has a mix of credit between her credit card, IRS, and a personal loan. Mm-hmm. I would feel like the personal loan probably isn't that high of an interest. So definitely, like Tiff said, back, you know, use it for your credit card debt first and foremost and kind of treat it like if you have extra room after you add the credit card mm-hmm. debt, then add, you know, either the IRS debt or the personal loan. Can you wait? Can you can't transfer IRS debt? How does that work? I How wonder if you char- I think you would charge it. You would have to call your the com- the the credit card company. Like, is it a rollover uh, or do you just charge it? You see what I mean? So yeah, because with B- with balance transfers, I remember you have to tell them how much from your bank your tra- mm-hmm. how much from your credit card you're transferring, what the bank name is, and your account, and then they'll go and grab it. Mm-hmm. So I don't even think that I, um, IRS would qualify unless you just use yeah unless you just pay for it on with a card your credit card and then so that's another three percent processing yes. fee probably the irs probably charges charges a processing fee yeah, yeah. you have to really be careful about that so here's um, the thing like i think the biggest thing that you take away from this is that even when you're like planning on doing good things there's map it out on paper like okay mm-hmm. balance transfer you know what happens if i don't pay it after 18 months like i used to literally have a notebook for like these kind of choices um can i do this let me call the company see if i can do that so that way before i make the move of like doing something that's going to put a little ding on my credit card i can decide this actually makes sense so certainly jaleesa mm-hmm. we're proud of you for taking steps but just know moving forward as you have these questions what's so great is that you can ask the balance transfer card people whomever you know like here are my questions i can decide does it even make sense to make to make this decision um you know just moving forward but these are questions you could still ask to to make the 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 best choice of what money should go on their card and how absolutely 
But thank you so, so much, Jalisa. I kind of want to call you Khaleesi, but Jalisa will do. No, girl. Um, I'm from a different world. That used to be my girl, Jalisa. Remember, she used to date Sinbad. That was her boyfriend. On, um, I didn't watch a different, a different world. world like that. Which one was Jalisa? Jalisa was, she wasn't, mm, I'm trying to think, was she in the later episodes? I feel like, mm, I think so. Anyway, she was kind of like the RA. I don't know if you remember. She had like short hair. Oh, okay. She was That'd sassy. be a fun one to go back and rewatch as yeah. an adult. Because yeah. I love watching Living Single as an adult. It was so fun. I need to go back. Okay. Maybe when I'm up all night with a toddler, with a newborn <laughs> and a toddler. All right, Julie Seth and everyone else. Thank you so much for your questions this week. Again, hit us up. We are brownambitionpodcast.com. You can ask us anything or slide into our DMs at brownambitionpodcast on IG and ask us any questions that you have burning and we will hopefully get to them on the show. Yes. Until next week. Bye. Bye. Hey, BA fam, we could not do this show without your support or the support of our team behind the scenes. The Brown Ambition podcast is produced by Imani Crosby and Dennis Stemplinski is our in-house tech guru. I am your co-host, Mandy Woodruff Santos, and we will see y'all next week, BA fam. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.